the guy who delights in God's Word is the guy who finds great pleasure in reading it. He can't wait for the moment when he can open its pages and study it just to hear God speak to him. He's the guy who sees the value in using Scripture to address his problems, and he's anxious about living it out in his life. Do you feel that way about your Bible? Do you delight in God's Word? Welcome to the Point of Purity Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode 139. In this episode, we continue our journey through my book entitled, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel. This week's episode is entitled, The Light of Delight. Well, for those of you who may be just joining this podcast for the very first time, and for those of you who may just need a refresher in what we're doing right now, we are walking through a series on how to be a Superman of God, becoming God's man of steel. Much of what we're covering in this series is being taken from the pages of my book with the same title, Are You a Superman? How to Become God's Man of Steel, which is available on Amazon. Now, before I start, uh, I want to give you a warning. You see, I'm going to get sappy for a moment. But hey, (laughs) I'm the host of the podcast, so I can do that, right? Here's what I mean. I I remember back in college when my wife and I were dating. As I got to know her, I found myself constantly thinking about her. Every moment we were apart was sheer agony. I couldn't wait until class was over so I could be with her again. The long walks that we took as as the sun was setting, those things were those times were just pure heaven. I literally hung on her every word. Now her thick Bostonian accent didn't hurt either, but uh, the more I learned about my wife, but she wasn't my wife at the time, the gal I was dating, the more I learned about her, the more I wanted to know. And the more time that I invested with her, the more I wanted to be with her. I truly delighted in her. Today, Over 42 years later, I still delight in her. Every moment we're apart, my heart literally aches. And by the way, in case you didn't figure it out, that's the sappy part. But it's true. I can't wait for the workday to be over so that I can be with my wife and sit down with her at the dinner table or on the couch and or or when we go for a walk and just listen to her as she tells me about her day. I am so privileged I'm so honored and I am so humbled to be able to say that more now than ever before, I truly delight in my wonderful wife. Okay, so why all the mushy-gushy stuff here? The guy who delights in God's Word, delights in God's Word, is the guy who is going to find great pleasure in opening his Bible and just reading it just listening to God, just just hearing God speak. You just, you just hunger for those times when you can open the pages of Scripture and just pour over the Word of God. The guy who delights in God's Word is the one who sees the value in using Scripture to address his problems, any problem, every problem, all problems. And he's anxious about living out God's truth in his life. I want to, I want to apply it. I want to put it to practice in my life. I asked in the opener, I'm going to ask again, do you feel that way about your Bible? Do you delight in God's Word? Let's face it, guys, that flies in the face of everything we've been taught about being a man. I mean, delighting in God, 
delighting in God's word sure doesn't sound very manly, does it? I mean, it doesn't growl like a 2.2 liter twin turbo V6 putting out 700 horsepower, huh? It doesn't pop and kick like a Kalashnikov AK-47 assault rifle. It's not like running 10 grueling miles through 500,000 gallons of grade A mud, 40 tons of ice, over 20 excruciating obstacles, all designed to wear you down and drag you out of your comfort zone. Now that's manhood, right? <laughs> well, I agree that delighting in God and his word doesn't sound very manly. But I challenge you. No, 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 no. Strike that. I dare you to try it. Just try delighting in God's word while the world around you is screaming in your ear for attention. Just just try to focus all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul on growing daily in your walk with God while the job is stressful, the car is giving you fits, and the bills, oh, the bills are mounting. Go ahead. See if you can go deeper in your relationship with God in spite of all the sexual lusts that surround you on every street corner with every click of the mouse. Let's face it, guys. There ain't no two ways about it. Delighting in God and his word is tough. And I submit it takes a real man, a super man to do that. So again, I ask, do you want to be a super man of God? Yes? Then find delight in God's word. Do you want to be a man of integrity, a man who garners respect from his family and friends and those around him? Yes? Then you need to long for the time each day when you can sit down with your Bible and listen to your Heavenly Father speak to you. Seriously, dude, I'm not joking here. And I like the way author and preacher Tony Evans put it in his book entitled Life Essentials. He said this, and I quote, You know you're getting somewhere in your spiritual growth when you can feed yourself from God's Word instead of having it all chopped up and prepared and spooned into your mouth, and when you can help feed someone else on the Word, you are showing the marks of a mature believer. To develop spiritual maturity requires that you read God's Word so you know what it says, Revelation 1.3. Study the Word of God so you know what it means, 2 Timothy 2.15. Memorize the Word so you can use it when you need it, Psalm 119.11 and take every opportunity to hear the Word of God proclaimed and taught so we can learn to live life and make decisions based on it, Hebrews 5, 5, 13-14, end of quote. Guys, I want to submit that a superman of God gives that kind of serious attention to his Bible daily. So I'm challenging you, I'm daring you, step out and be that man of God. Be that superman. All right, I want to read just a couple of paragraphs to you from my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. It's it's a simplified story with a very powerful point. So here we go. Listen, and, and I quote, Eric stood as tall as he could while his dad knelt in front of him. He had been looking forward to this day all week long. Every day after school, he would run downstairs to the basement, drag the chair over to daddy's chin-up bar, wear dad's two-pound weights around his ankles, grab hold of the bar, and hang there for two whole minutes. Mommy said that the doctor said that sissy grew a whole half inch. I'll bet I growed at least a foot, daddy, he exclaimed as his dad placed the ruler on top of his head and then drew a mark on the wall with a pencil. Dad smiled and simply said, we'll see. Turning around with great expectation, Eric's smile vanished as he looked at the line his dad drew. Nothing. He hadn't growed at all. 
Seeing his disappointment, Daddy wrapped his big, burly arms around Eric and gave him a hug and said, It's okay, son. I'll bet you grow two feet next week. Eric smiled and said, Oh, Daddy, I already have two feet. End of quote. Okay, here's my point. When a child is born, that baby is expected to grow and develop, right? And and as, as a grandfather, we have been blessed with 14 amazingly awesome grandchildren. And as each of my grandchildren began their walk through life, my wife and I thoroughly enjoyed sitting in the rocking chair while holding them in our arms, talking to them, singing to them as we gave them their bottle, watching them smile. Uh, All right, I know it was just gas, but I, I still love those smiles. But to be honest, I always looked forward with great anticipation to the day when I would no longer hear the words, Grandpa will change your diaper. (laughs) I was excited for the time when I could sit on the couch with my grandchildren, snuggled up next to me while reading them a book or taking them out on a grandpa date so we could have a McWonderful time. I got super excited when I was able to throw a Frisbee or a football with them in the backyard. And I'll be honest, I'm especially pumped when their grandma and I can attend their ball game or their concert just to cheer them on. But at the time of their birth, I was fully aware that all of those things I was looking forward to was contingent upon one very crucial thing, their growth. They have to grow up before those things can happen. Well, as they were in their early stages of development, my grandchildren saw their pediatrician daily. Or not daily. Well, maybe daily, but I know they saw them regularly. The doctor checked their vitals, examined their bodies, pushed here, wiggled there, measured this, weighed that. And they did it all for the purpose of ensuring that they were that my, my grandchildren were growing as they should. And I, I'll sit here right now and just say, praise the Lord, that my grandchildren are presently developing and growing exactly as anticipated, the way they should. I also know this, that at the first sign of something wrong, their parents will have the, their child right at the doctor's office seeking guidance and help. Now, now here, here's why I share all that. Think with me for just a moment. If human parents and grandparents are that concerned about the growth of their kids, is it any wonder, watch this now, is it any wonder that our Heavenly Father is concerned about our spiritual growth as well? Guys, to be a superman of God, you must continuously grow in your relationship with Him. There's no two ways about it. And to grow, you have to eat, and you have to eat properly. Now, going back to the infant in arms, a babe in arms, it, it makes sense that an infant, newborn, can feed only on milk, right? There is absolutely nothing wrong with me holding uh, my infant grandchild in my arms while giving them a bottle. But what about my 16-year-old grandson? Something would be drastically wrong if his mother were still rocking him in her arms while feeding him a bottle of warm milk. It's expected that by now he's grown to the point where he can handle eating meat, potatoes, and those ever-so-yummy vegetables. (laughs) But here's a fact. God's word plays a vital role in your spiritual growth. Let me repeat that. The word of God, the scriptures, your Bible plays a critical, vital, necessary role in your spiritual growth. Oh, listen, my friend. Your Bible is a book to be eaten and digested, not just read and understood. To be a superman of God, you need to grow up. And to grow up healthy, you need to feed daily on God's Word. 
In my book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel, I posted what I called a spiritual growth chart. Each letter in the word grow stands for something as an acrostic. And so let me just quickly summarize it for you. And if you're interested in knowing more details, I encourage you to get the book. But let's start with the letter G in the word grow. G, give. Give him your heart. Give him your mind. Proverbs 23, 19 commands us to hear and be wise and direct your heart in God's way. Then in verse 26 of Proverbs 23, God says, My son, give me your heart. Let your eyes observe my ways. Scripture tells us in Proverbs 4, verse 23, that above all else, we must guard our heart. And the way to do that is to give it over to God. In Matthew 22, verse 37, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. So yes, my friend, to grow in your walk with God, you must daily, G, give him your heart. Secondly, we look at the letter R in the word grow. You must read your Bible daily. Read your Bible daily. Why? Because Jesus himself said in Matthew 4, 4, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And my friend, those words are found in Scripture. Never forget that all Scripture, all Scripture, is breathed out by God, and all of it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the superman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. We are to grow in our walk with God. And to grow in my walk with God, I must, number one, G, give him my heart, Secondly, I must, R, read my Bible daily, G-R-O. Thirdly, you must always obey, obey whatever God reveals to you. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, you'll obey. In other words, love prompts obedience. In 1 John 2, verses 4 and 5, we are warned that whoever says, well, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, in other words, chooses not to obey what God says in his word, that person is a liar. The truth is not in him. But whoever keeps God's word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. And by this, by our obedience to God, we may know that we are in him, 1 John 2, verses 4 and 5. Now, here's the exciting thing. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. I am to grow in my walk with God. Continuing the acrostic, G stands for give him your heart. R, read your Bible daily. O, obey God's word. And then fourth, W, you must daily, moment by moment, choose to work out your faith. Paul wrote in his letter to the Christians in Philippi, he said, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so not now, so not, let me try that again. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, Philippians 2.12. The words of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 are critical to our point here. We read in that verse, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside 
every weight and the sin which clings so easily, and let us run with endurance. Let us run with patience. Let us work out our faith in the race that is set before us, Hebrews 12.1. That's our spiritual growth chart. G, give him your heart. R, read your Bible daily. O, obey whatever God reveals to you. W, work out your faith. All right, we're going to hit the pause button again until next week's episode as we continue our journey through the book, Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. Now, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry and how we can help those who struggle with sexual addiction, um, we, we minister literally to men across the globe. Be sure to, f- to visit our website. I want you to check out the multitude of resources that we've made available to you. The website is the purity coach it's the purity coach all one word dot com p u r i t y the purity coach dot com if you're a faithful follower of this podcast then you know that we've been taking a deep dive look into this book that i've written 12 week men's bible study that is just a fun tongue in cheek look at what it means to be god's man of steel in a world that's anti god anti christ and anti bible So let me encourage you, go to Amazon today and purchase your copy of Are You a Superman? Becoming God's Man of Steel. If you've not yet subscribed to this Point of Purity podcast, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. So until next time, this is author, speaker, certified professional mentor, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. See you in our next episode.